Welcome to the uh, Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. We'll be uh, looking back at the Accrington Stanley game on Saturday and looking forward to Rochdale in town on Tuesday evening. Uh, there's just myself and Paul today and we've got a guest in from uh, from Rochdale, Ryan Lockett, but we'll come to that when we come to it. So in the meantime, good afternoon Paul, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. Right, okay, well straight into it then. Played Accrington Stanley on Saturday, a fantastic three points picked up against the informed team in the division. Possession favoured Accrington, I think that was more t- to do with the fact that uh, there was a bit of an onslaught in the second half as they found themselves 3-0 down and they had to get back in the game. Reflected in the shots, which was 12 to us and 22 to them, so they were firing a few few uh, efforts in. Uh, five for us on target, six for Accrington. Corners rang out 6-10 to ten in Accrington's favour and there were just two bookings in the game, both of which came from Accrington. Going 3-0 up at half-time is, uh, is a fantastic achievement in, in anybody's eyes, Sheila. Yeah, absolutely, and especially against the form team in the division. It shows you that we're starting to grow, doesn't it? As a, as a team and, and the young lads starting to just find the feet a little bit yeah yeah definitely and the last three games are, I, th- I think we've been uh, we've been quite good well the last four games really I think Bristol Rovers Lincoln City Sunderland and, and Accrington on Saturday all, all uh, vast improvements of, of like six six weeks ago I don't know if it's anything to do with the fact that John Sheridan's left things appear to be clicking well some of that may well be enthusiasm from the manager because I dare say Liam Richardson and Gregory Oak have got more enthusiasm for the job uh, Sheridan had and that's no doubt rubbing it off on the guys on the on the pitch yeah not forgetting Frankie Bunn as well who's uh, one of the coaching yeah. on the coaching yeah. staff and he's, he's quite vocal uh, you know from the from the dugout the goals were fantastic it was good to see Dan Gardner get off the mark we're cracking uh, it was one of those Peter K type things wasn't it have it and it was in the back of the yeah, net boot straight through it and it was in the net before you know you could see the keeper move but it's already passed him one of them yeah I'm, 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 I'm pleased for Gardner because when he first came in he was like a pump a pub player but he's definitely a club player now uh, it's obviously been out for a while and uh, I think with each game his fitness has improved and, and his uh, play has improved quite considerably as well uh, it was good to see him get that goal uh, also the penalty we got a penalty with definitely inside the box uh, Will Keane smashed it home yeah it's good to see him scoring as well I think we could settle down, obviously the ownership situation, but they could settle down and be half, look at like half decent side in this division later on in the season. Yeah, it's looking that way. Um, uh, yeah. I, I sort of done the, the goals in reverse order here. With, like Dan Garner was the third. Uh, the penalty, Will Keane's penalty was the second. And I've, I've got written on my agenda... Tom James's tooth, <laughs> so it, it weren't his tooth that scored. It were it, but you, you know where I'm coming from, though. Yeah, I, I mean, he took a boot in the face from the commentary of uh, Ash and Tommy, and you know they, they were concerned that it was a head injury, which you know, all right, it, it's technically it's head injury of sorts, isn't it? But he's, he's put his head where it hurts, hasn't he? Absolutely. But it was, uh, like you said, a very brave header. It was at the far post, and he uh, he dove in. He told him were angels for you to tread. But it's his fourth goal of the season as well. For a full-back, for, for a low-scoring side, it, it, isn't, it isn't a bad return, that, I'd say, Paul. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a good return for a full-back in a decent-scoring side, isn't it? We're almost going through it again, aren't we, where we, we've gone through a period of, of it being a bit rough, and then on the pitch it just seems to be settling down a little bit. 
and players looking better than they did a few weeks ago and you start to feel like it's your team again but you've always got that dark cloud on the horizon haven't you well yeah talking about dark, dark clouds on the horizon at 3-0 I couldn't get Sheffield United out of me out of my head and I was I was tempted to, to tweet something about it but I was holding myself back just in case it happened and, and lo and behold within five minutes uh, it had gone from 3-0 to 3-2 and I was like really panicky at that point you are panicky because you've seen this team struggle but then you look at last week where we, we struggled to hang up but made it and then you know it, it's it's having done it that gives you the confidence that you could do it um, it could have gone the other way but it's a real positive result from a team spirit and confidence perspective yeah I think I think it's uh, I mean, we've been crying out for experience and I think the players are, are picking up that experience as we're going through the season now um, and obviously Ollie Crankshaw came on and and they made it 4-2 which which gave, gave us the breathing space we needed especially with them grabbing that late uh, third goal they never really created any clear cut chances apart from those one player who's he's just coming on leaps and bounds um, and everybody's talking about him is Carl Joseph he's leading the line superbly I, I, I think the thing is um, absolute commitment you know he, he gives up on nothing and that's half the battle because you're going to win things that you don't deserve to win because you refuse to give up on them and he seems like a talented two footed player as well that win, moving on from it, that win took us off the bottom of the table. Burton drew uh, MK Dons. Uh, so we're a point above Burton now. Uh, level on points with Shrewsbury Town. And just two points behind John Sheridan Swindon. <laughs> oh. uh, and others. Yeah, well, uh, we'll come on Including to. Including Rochdale. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I was going to say, we'll come on to Rochdale in a moment. We're just two points behind Rochdale. And the other one uh, on 16 is Oxford United so on Tuesday we, you know we've closed that gap haven't we but on Tuesday we could actually come out the bottom four what an achievement that would be Paul yeah I, th- I think I think that's again you go back to last season with, with Cookie's team the fact that you've got genuinely in amongst it and, and to get in amongst it you've had to be better than the teams around you it's great you know if we carry this on I, I see us finishing Mid-table, quite comfortably. When did we last finish mid-table? I mean, even when we finished mid-table, we went into administration. So, you know, we don't know what dead rubbers are at the end of a season. And, you know, we might get one game if we're lucky. It is. It's a, little, it's a lot more promising than, than what it was, you know, even just three or four weeks ago. So, it, you know, it's, it's turned round. And I think a lot of that goes down to the staff at the club who's working with the players, the young players, and, and obviously to the young players themselves. Long may it continue. Tuesday evening we've got Rochdale in town as I mentioned before an opportunity for us to possibly move out the bottom four with a victory if we can manage that it's uh, it's another game for the lads building up to it I managed to speak with Ryan Lockett from RochdaleFC.com a podcast uh, and we'll have a little listen to what he says Um, over to you Ryan Season ticket holder at Rochdale I've been going for 20 years now I'm already going grey at 23 So that's probably why Do a podcast on the RochdaleAFC.com podcast The season so far has been pretty 
I guess predictable. We've done well against the teams in and around us, and then struggled against the better teams, which we obviously saw yesterday. But yeah, it's been pretty predictable. What was sort of expected, and yeah, I think we work in progress. I'd, I'd say we we're out as a, as a club and as a team. In terms of style of play, we've, we play out from the back, we play short possession based football, so we've struggled against teams at home who've come and put 11 men behind the ball and we've struggled to break them down, whereas I think against away from home when the team can't really do that and the game's been pretty open, we've done well to, to sort of go toe to toe with teams. He's been in charge now. This is his second full season. He's come in, he's been with a club for for ages now. He's been part of a staff for eight years as a coach. And then Keyfield obviously got the sack and he came in, took over. And I think the initial, I don't think he was even in the thinking in terms of bringing a next manager in. He did so well as a caretaker. We got so many good results. We looked dead and buried when he came in. I think we were all time to go down in February. Um, and he came in and kept us up and since then he's done a, a, a pretty good job and I think as a Rochdale fan it's tough at times but he's overachieved which sounds daft given that we finished 18th last season and we're 20th now but he's overachieved because it's a good brand of football and I think he's perfect for the football club because you know we, we bring through players through the academy and that's a big thing for us because we don't have any money so that's what we've got to do and I think the brand of football between the academy and the first team is so consistent, so, you know, almost identical, but it, it works really well. And, you know, as with any manager, it's um, he's got to get time, which you don't get now in football, do you? He's got to have it, and I think he's, he's had it, and I think he improves players, his recruitment's good. And, yeah, it's, I probably said a bit more positive than perhaps I should, given where we are in the league, but I think he's doing a really good job, and, you know, I think... You know, it'll be a good manager in the future. Losing Ian Anderson was massive. I think every Rochdale fan wanted him to, to break Reg Jenkins' record as the, the highest ever scoring Rochdale player. Um, he didn't quite get that. I think he had three or four goals off it in the end, which was gutting. But he decided to, to drop down a level. You know, we can speculate as to why he did that. Yeah, it's tough to replace. Obviously, it's always tough whenever you lose a striker who scores goals. When you're Rochdale Football Club in League One with no money, it's a lot more difficult. I think we've got a decent replacement and a young player in Stephen Humphreys. Uh, I don't think he's going to score the goals Anderson did necessarily, but I think he'll do well. He's got a couple already, he's been injured a lot, but yeah, Ian Anderson's a massive loss. I think it'd have been a big loss for him. I don't care which team in League One, I think it'd have been a big loss to anybody in this league. In terms of our current team, who to look out for, I'd say, I'm going to say like a lunatic here because of our defensive record, but I think we've got a good centre-half pairing, you know, with O'Connell and Hayden Roberts. I think what you'll see from Roberts is a young player from Brighton on ball. What you'll see from him is he wants to get on the ball and drive forward, which is scary at times, but it, it comes off and I think it, the amount of times he's come from centre-half into the opposition box is just, you don't see it at this level. So I think he's... He's a good player. Humphreys up front, I've touched on. Really clever forward. He's got a lot to learn, don't get me wrong, but he's a big, powerful... You'll recognise him straight away, a big number nine. 
is wider than he is tall um, and I think he'll, he's pretty quick as well so I think he'll do well Matty Lund in midfield has got a couple of goals this season so I think he's one to look out for in terms of getting him a box and arriving late and Newby out wide our number 10 he's pretty clever he gets out wide and then he does about three different things and then he'll get the ball in um, so I think from our current crop that those four or five are probably the ones to, to look out for on this because you're in good form and we're not. It depends how you play and what you come out and do to us. I think if you sit behind the ball I think you'll beat us. I think if you come out and play I think it could be pretty even. If you offered me a point I'd take it. I'll sit on the fence and go one all. Thanks for that Ryan and uh, I make no apologies for playing a little bit of Lisa Stansfield. Love a bit of Lisa and uh, that's uh, obviously being a Rochdale girl uh, I thought I'd slip that in there uh, yeah what do you make of that Paul I mean his prediction is one apiece but uh, he'd he give us some, some information about Rochdale didn't he yeah I, 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 I like a ball playing centre half as well you know that steps out because I, I, I think it causes disruption in the opposition we saw it ourselves you know I, I used to love it when Antolin Alcaraz used to step out because it just throws the opposition shape. Interesting stuff about the the manager having done as as, as many years there as, as as what he has and and been promoted up through the ranks, as it were. Interesting stuff. And again, you could argue that's the right way to do things. Yeah, he seems to uh, to like him as well, one. didn't he? He seems to be well in favour of him, even though and for him being given time, even though they've. They're not bouncing up the table. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, we've, we've seen it with some of our best managers have, have required time. Patience is often the right way to go. Everything was tinged with a hint of realism there with, with Ryan as well, because he he's uh, understanding the Rochdale, he kept saying, we're Rochdale uh, with no money, with no money. So doing things the right way for, for, for him. And uh, again, Ian Henderson, who was uh, a massive hero down at, at Scotland, and the fans loved him. I uh, very synonymous with uh, Rochdale, weren't they, Anderson? And I remember seeing him going to Salford in summer and thinking, "Ooh, they'll miss him." And obviously, you know, he's he, he's really gutted that he's gone. Gutted that he's gone in the end because it's you know it's not working out as you hoped, and it's not as good as being. But there's a certain Mr. Grigg at Sunderland who, who who you could say all the same things about. You know, it's all well and good going for the, the big pay packet, isn't it? I think you've got some uh, information on, on previous games against uh, Rochdale, Paul, for us. We've, we've played Rochdale 27 times over the years, and since 1997, the 3-1 defeat at Spotland, we've won them all since then, which is good. I mean, the last two would be in 2018, in amongst the, the title race for Blackburn, and of course we played Rochdale twice within three weeks, beating them 1-0 at home, and then beating them... Uh, 4-1 away that was the year that they had a good cup run didn't they and their pitch was uh, an absolute mess as well in the uh, in the November December I, I remember that game at Scotland I mean like you said they had a good cup run they played Spurs aren't they in that run yeah I mean I mean, they finished quite low down the table but I, they, they were in relegation for a long time that season but they were in relegation with about 5, 6, 7 games in hand some, you know a ridiculous number of games in hand uh, Beat them 4-1 at their place. Which yeah. some, when you look at the team, t- 
team names for that starting eleven of that last game, you can cry. Um, you know, um, Walton, Byrne, Dunkley, Dan Byrne, uh, Callum Elder, Max Power, Sammy Morsey, uh, Gavin Massey, Michael Jacobs, Powell, and Grigg. I mean, you look at you look at that as a side, and you could cry, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's happened to us since then? Yeah, that is what it is—a championship-winning team, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It was. I was there that night. Uh, a fantastic evening. Uh, I remember Nick Powell went off at half time, and James Vaughan came on, scored a goal, and Crassy kicked the uh, corner flag. A fantastic. Michael Jacobs did his scored and did his. Uh, his, his uh, typical knee slide firing his guns and, and Will Grigg not to go in as well towards the end of the game a fantastic night maybe we'll get those those occasions back hopefully we will yeah, we, we will at some point I mean, I mean the, the going through stuff like this is is what makes those nights more special yeah, of course it I mean, is if they were the only nights you turned up you'd get bored of it yeah well I know I know um, the referee for the game on Tuesday is Graham Salisbury he's done 12 games this season 38 yellows 2 reds he last ref on uh, Saturday he did the MK Dons Burton game uh, which finished one apiece uh, he refereed us back in 2015 that's the only time Bury away 2 apiece that was another another great occasion Craig Morgan scored a last minute equaliser there he's been around for donkey's years and when I say donkey's years I mean donkey's years his son Michael is is a referee Graham Salisbury is from Preston and this is the more surprising fact about him and it's one of the most surprising things that I have ever seen with a referee he is 58 years old that's quite old isn't it for ref these days yeah what's, you... the man, what's the usual retirement age well I thought it was 50 <laughs> I was going to say you know, he's yeah. out of 50 but have a look at his photograph and you'll know I'm not telling lies. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like he's had a very, a very, 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 very heavy paper round in his youth. Uh, and to think this guy's still refereeing, he's refereeing Saturday and Tuesday this week as well and he's travelling up and down the motorways. Good luck to him though, good luck to Graham. Uh, I hope he has a good game on, on Tuesday night. But 58, he must be the oldest referee knocking around in, in professional football. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds Sounds like it with, with being 58. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Paul, give us a prediction for, for Tuesday. Keep going, keep building on it, and I'll go 1 0 Latix. 1 0, right. Um, I think there's going to be more goals again. I, I really enjoy it for all the tension and nervousness about about winning 4 3 and having been 3 0 up. I'll be honest with you, I loved it. It was it was fantastic. It's what, what it's all about. And I think. Will concede, and I think they'll, you know, they'll concede. I'm going to go for three-two. Three-two, we're going to have to hit to win. I can't, can't argue with that. Yeah, it'd be a good. Sounds like, sounds like a good game if it comes out, comes off like that. Yeah, and, uh, and there's rumours that Cal Smith will be back as well on Tuesday. So, uh, you know, I don't know where he fits in. It'd be hard to leave anybody out of that team, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, when you start when when you start talking like that, you know you're doing all right. Yeah, and uh, there was something else about uh, Saturday which we didn't mention when we were talking about the game. We had a we had a, a, a switch of um, formation as well. We was we played the three at the back, the three centre halves, and it gave us a, a lot of clout in midfield that, and it gave us more presence going forward. It's a system that I I, I do like the three five whatever whatever we play. 1-1 one, one or whatever you term it and I thought we played it really well in the first half it just got spoiled a little when Adam Long went off hopefully he'll be fit for Tuesday and we can you know play that again 
Yeah, I, I remember Reversal switching to that and revolutionising the, the, the results. It worked. It did. It did. Anyway, uh, this is the Sunday short one, so we'll knock it on the air here and uh, uh, we'll see you all hopefully very happy on Wednesday evening. So, uh, from me, it's a, it's a good, good afternoon on this Sunday afternoon. Yeah, uh, good afternoon from me.